listening to KYBN, the best radio station heard across the U.S. The time is now. The place is here. We're going to have a little talk. It's just chat with Bree. Right now on KYBN Radio. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the host and the host alone and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the KYBN radio network. Due to its content, viewer discretion is advised. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whichever it may be for you. Welcome to Just Chat with Bree this morning. And today, we have a special guest. He's from GhostQuest.net. Hi, Brian. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bree. How are you today? I'm awesome. I am awesome. How are you? Doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, no problem. This is one of my favorite topics next to Bigfoot <laughs> and UFOs. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it's right. one of my favorite topics. So, Brian, tell the audience um, just a little bit about yourself and um, how sure. you got into, you know, what, what turned your interest into haunted places. Sure. Um, so, my name is Brian Weaver, and um, I started my website, ghostquest.net, uh, in 2016, so it's going on five years now, and um, yeah, I just really enjoy the learning ghost stories about my local area, so that's kind of what inspired me to um, start writing all, all this stuff. Okay, so now, let's get into the meat and potatoes. <laughs> okay. All right, so what was your very first experience um, going out and, and looking at the, the ghost? Okay, uh, well, actually, um, so I guess my first time uh, doing a little bit, it was a weird experience um, finding, you know, finding a place, but uh, my mom actually took me and my little sister and one of my cousins to this house in I grew up in New Hampshire and it was uh this house that was down this creepy long dirt road and we went and we sat in the car because you know we had heard that allegedly just even if you just didn't get out of the car you could be in here strange things happening so that was my first time I think I was 13 or 14 years old and that's kind of what got me interested in learning that you know some of these alleged haunts have have true stories behind them and stuff like that now did you guys see anything when you were there um no we didn't but strange thing when we got home the next day my mom drove a white jeep grand cherokee we lived on a dirt road but and when we got home my sister and i went to school the next day and when we came home we saw on my mom's car written like what looked like symbols or like hieroglyphs almost all over the car every square inch we remembered last night we heard this tapping on the car but we thought it was just the engine cooling off so that's something weird that happened but as for seeing things i don't think i've ever actually seen a ghost or had a paranormal encounter that i can confidently say that i know was a ghost wow 
Wow. I'm a big, big fan, uh, mostly because I have, I, I have that, I don't know if it's a gift or not a gift, but mm-hmm. I have, um, I have seen multiple, mm. um, multiple spirits, uh, many times, uh, in, in a house, wow. we were in a house one time that actually had a couple living in it. Um, I was living in, uh, we were living in a house okay. in, in, uh, San Jose and mm-hmm. I kept seeing shadows in the back of the house and it was not, um, Oof. it was not, it was dark outside. So I couldn't understand how I kept seeing shadows and it was in my children's mm-hmm. room. For some reason, we put a mattress in our room and the kids slept in our room room that night and I was cooking mm-hmm. the next day and I kept looking back and so my husband at the time he said what are you looking at I said nothing he's like no what are you looking at I said I keep seeing shadows back there he said you too and I was like oh no so the kids of course slept in our room again that next night and then believe it or not uh, we had this light you had to hit the light to turn it off and we left the light on because the house was really dark at night I woke mm-hmm. up and the light was off and I screamed the light is off and we oh we hurt ourselves all trying to get to turn the light on and uh-huh. Right after that happened, I woke up and there was a man standing in a doorway. He was dressed in like 60s clothes with a turtleneck and everything. And I was nudging my mm-hmm. husband and I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And when he woke up, he was gone. And so the kids woke up mm-hmm. and they were like, did you see her? And I was like, her? And I was like, no, I, it was a man. And they were like, no, it was a lady in a white dress. And she was looking at us to see if we were asleep, but we closed our eyes real tight. Both children said this. Yeah. So we moved within uh-huh. like three days. <laughs> we, wow. We moved yeah. In like three days, but I mean, I've had numerous, you know, I talk to family members, I talk to all kinds of people. Right. I, I, wow. That's why I guess this fascinates me so much. Do you go out and um, check out the hauntings? Do people call you and tell you there's a haunted place or do you just research and find them? I don't really do any investigation type things. I have been on a few, but yeah, usually my research is uh, over the internet, but sometimes people in local areas will message me and be like, hey, have you heard of this place? And you know, if I haven't, I add it onto my list and uh, it's growing. So far, I've written at least a little bit about at least 5,000 and locations across the U.S. So wow. it's, uh, it's getting to be a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do this by yourself or do you have a team that works with you? Yep, it's just me. I've been doing it, like I said, for over five years now. I, I used to work from home so I could kind of do this in the off hours of my work. And then um, to make a long story short, my business closed down. So as of last year, I've made it a full-time thing. So I'll do this sometimes for 10 to 12 hours hours a day uh, doing the research and the writing and I also have like a YouTube channel to go along with it yeah some other stuff too wow that has got to really be time consuming to just search out yeah. and you know how do you how do you um, decide what you're going to use uh, as to, is it for mm. like the number of people or or you just find something and people say this is a haunted place and you put that location well um, there's a little bit of a vetting process so um, I will sometimes just Google like you know haunted this or that X location city state to find like you know some people will write blogs about it and then I'll go and I'll research the location but there's certain criteria that I try and stick to um, mainly I don't want to do any private residences or private property because you know if it were me and it were my house I wouldn't want random people showing up in the middle of the night trying to find ghosts and stuff 
Um, so I like to, yeah, I like to make sure that A, there, it's not, you know, somebody else's private property. B, I, I like to make sure that there's some history behind the location that can be validated. And C, I like to make sure that there's numerous sources that report having seen ghosts or experienced paranormal activity there because some of these things, you know, like in in the early days of the internet, a lot of these just stories kind of popped up that have nothing behind them. So I try and vet it a little bit, but for the most part, if it's a well-known story, I try and include it, even if it, even if it's more of an urban legend, not a true story by any means. If it's a popular urban legend, um, I think, you know, I try and include it just because it's, uh, it tells the story of the area, I feel like. Wow, that's pretty cool. Brian, we're going to go to a break real quick. Will you Come back sure. with me. Absolutely.
you just want some more I think you better call Just dead ahead. Don't you go anywhere because 
There's more Just Chat with Bree to come. Your Bay Area's best, KYBN. And welcome back to Just Chat with Bree. We're talking today with Brian from GhostQuest.net. And he goes out and he gets all of this information tabulated and he puts it on his database. But before we get started, Brian, I'd like for you to give them your information for YouTube and your um, email or whatever you give out for information for people to contact you. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So um, like I said, my website is ghostquest.net and uh, you can go there and uh, there's a little button that says contact. So that'll bring you right to my email. And if you scroll down, it has all my social media. I'm on Facebook and Twitter, Instagram and all that. I also narrate a lot of my spooky stories on YouTube. So if you go YouTube and search for Ghost Quest USA, it should bring you to hopefully my channel. You'll see um, I narrate. Currently, I'm working on a series about haunted places in New York. So you'll see a bunch of my videos like the top 20 most haunted low pla- uh, <laughs> locations in Buffalo and Albany and like New York City and stuff like that. So yeah, hit me up on ghostquest.net. Um, you can hit contact. You can actually watch my videos right on my website or on YouTube, uh, whatever is better for for everyone but uh yeah youtube slash uh ghost quest usa uh is my channel wow excellent excellent now when you say um the the ghost things when you're talking about new york they have a lot Mm -hmm. of sightings for ufos so do you ever tap into the ufo part of it yes that's true uh new york does have a lot of ufo activity and i do talk about that on my website because although it's called ghost quest i do talk about a lot of folklore and urban legends and pretty much anything paranormal which if you break that word down is anything that can't really be explained so in my opinion uh ufos do fall into that category so i do talk about some ufo sightings and new york actually one that i did write about in my uh new book called the folklore and haunted locations guide new york one of the locations i wrote about is uh in watertown new york it's it it the, it's known as uh new york's area 51 because so many ufos are seen over this town and i guess every year they have like a festival and people like dress up like aliens and they you know have these conventions for people uh, who are into ufos so new york definitely has a lot of ufo activity going on wow yeah yeah that's my other (laughs) that and bigfoot (laughs) right yeah that's another thing that that town is actually known for is uh watertown new york uh known for their strange activity whether it be uh bigfoot sightings or ufos or um some people think there's an energy vortex there. It's it's weird, weird stuff all around. Isn't it interesting how, especially even in the movies, where all of the haunted mm. activity is always in a barren place or in a forest or someplace where people mm. never really go. I, I wonder if every one day they're going to have something in the middle of the city where people can just be like, ah, you know, well, you know what? 
I said that, but yeah. something like that did happen. When we were in California, there was a cylinder up in the sky, and when mm. we came out of the house, everybody was stopped and looking, and they were looking up, and we looked mm. up, and we were like, well, what is it? And they were like, no one knows. It's just sitting there. And, of course, we lived by the NASA center, so you always just kind of, mm. um, you always kind of just, you know, blow it off. But we went to the grocery store, and when we came out, everyone in the parking lot was looking at it. Mm. Everybody in the parking lot yeah, they were looking up, mm. and um, at that particular time, the whatever was in the sky, uh, it went left, it went right, and then it just went straight up, and it went away. We, oh, weird. I, I saw it. Everybody that was there saw it. But in California, of course, you know, there's so many things that can't really be explained, <laughs> and they have so many research centers and stuff. So it could have been anything, right. but it definitely it, it went one side, one side is in straight up, and then just left. But it just sat there hovering wow. the whole time, so... You know, I always tell people, you know, we can't be the only life out here in this vast mm. universe. You know, we, I don't yeah. know, we always look for different things. But the, the sad thing is if something did come, the government would probably shoot it down anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. wouldn't really matter. It really right. wouldn't matter. But that right. is yeah, so fascinating. Yeah, a lot of people do think that that has happened, that a lot of our technology maybe comes from exactly what you're saying is, you know, we shot down a, an alien spaceship and that's how we figured out computer computers and stuff like that. You know, you never know. Um, and it's definitely possible, so... Oh, see, I have one better than that. I feel like they are among oh. us. And since in the last 50 mm. years, we went from being primitive all the way up to a, a telephone, a cell phone, can be a computer right. and a tracker and a locator. Ah, mm -hmm. Either we got really smart in the last 50 years or we're having a little bit of help. That's as best I can explain it. And yeah, I'm going to go with we're having a little bit of help. Yeah, it, possibly a little bit of both. Um, yeah, a lot of people do think that. I honestly don't know what to think, so I try and stay open-minded. I try not to thoroughly commit to believing any one thing, but it, I, I definitely think that's possible. Oh, yeah. Well, it seems logical. <laughs> you know, if you want to go with logic, it seems like yeah. the most logical thing. Right. I think it's been coming like a little bit at a time, but what happens is mm -hmm. we don't use the technology the way we're supposed to, and then it gets pulled back, and then a little bit more gets leaked. <laughs> because if I have to mm -hmm. create or invent something, and, I, and I'm pretty smart, but if I have to create or mm -hmm. invent something, I cannot invent a little silver tab that goes into a cell phone that can let me talk to you, and you're all the way in front. <laughs> right. So, yeah. You know, it. it you, you have to think logically about that. And they say, oh, no, we're getting smarter. So you're telling me 200 right. years ago they couldn't get smart. Mm, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, yeah. It, it makes sense. And uh, it definitely, there was definitely a jump in technology around the time where we started in World War II times. Uh, even our fighter pilots would report seeing these UFOs that they called uh, Foo Fighters. Uh, when they would report them over the radio, they'd say, oh, there's a Foo Fighter because it was a fighter of some sort but it was a UFO and they didn't, they didn't know if it was, they couldn't tell if it was German or American or Russian. They couldn't identify it. So they, they call them UFOs. Yeah. Well, I'm one of those people that <laughs> if I hear it and it sounds logical, I'm going to go on and go with it. Uh, yeah. I've seen a lot of things in my lifetime and 
I can remember her coming home one night and seeing the biggest something in the sky going driving to Yuma, mm. and we have a, a, a military base down there. And I watched it and watched it, and I pulled over on the side of the road to make sure that my eyes weren't playing tricks on me. And I told my mom, <laughs> oh, my God, there's something in the sky, and it's huge, Mom. It's huge. And she was like, take a yeah. picture. I was like, I'm not taking a picture. So the flash is flash, and then people can see me. And she was like, girl, they don't take black yeah. people. Just take a picture. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, but, um, yeah, just always something. And, and just to follow through yeah. with that, when I got home, my roommate at the time, she was like, I got to tell you mm -hmm. something that I saw. And I was like, well, I got to tell yeah. you something. What did you see? And she described exactly what I saw. And then on the news wow. later that night, they said, um, oh, for people who saw things tonight, Yuma Proven Ground is doing some testing, and so don't be alarmed. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, where would something that big <laughs> land at over there? Okay, right, right. So, right, yeah, it's always right. something out there, always. Well, look, Brian, yeah. we're going to go to a quick break, and then we're going to come right okay. back, okay? Sounds good. <laughs>
Welcome back to Just Chat with Bree and Brian today. Brian is from GhostQuest.net, and we're talking about all of the paranormal kind of things that you like to talk about if you're somebody like me. <laughs> uh, so all right. Brian, you've got books. Tell me about your book. Sure, yeah. So um, so I have three books out. I'm doing, I'm hoping to eventually do one for each state. But yeah, uh, I have a series I'm working on. It's called The Folklore and Haunted Locations Guide USA. And um, I have my first book that I published was The Folklore and Haunted Locations Guide New York. And then since then, I've also po- uh, published, sorry, The Folklore and Haunted Locations Guide Massachusetts and Michigan, and uh, you can get both of those on Amazon in ebook and paperback. They both have a lot of really spooky locations, uh, a lot of tourist locations that you can actually go to and visit and uh, learn about all this history, and it's, it's really interesting. Wow. That sounds exciting. So now the things that are yeah. in your books, it's telling about the locations and all the information that you've gathered on those locations? Mm-hmm. Yep, I go into a lot of the history of the location and especially the history that's related to the ghost story. So a lot of times people will report um, a certain ghost and they'll theorize that it was somebody who, you know, if it's a haunted house, maybe somebody who was murdered in the house. So I'll talk about, you know, the crime that happened there and the alleged paranormal activity that people see when or experience uh, when they go there. So um, I try and throw in a little bit of everything. And um, even myself, I don't really do the investigations, but um, a lot of these places are really cool to go to during the day. A lot of them are historic locations or they've been turned into museums. So like you can go and look around at all these historical objects and things. Um, It's really interesting, even if you're not into ghost stuff or even if you don't believe, you know, some of these places have an interesting history. Like, you know, Massachusetts, I talk about the Salem witch trials and um, the Lizzie Borden murders. Michigan has a lot of stories about Al Capone and the uh, the prohibition on alcohol and all these mob stories, these gangster stories. It's so interesting, even if you don't aren't a believer, it's still really interesting stuff. Wow, that's pretty cool. So now I, my question to you, um, mm-hmm. because you write on this and, and you've listened to it, Do you believe that there's something out there that is, um, um, you know, that is, it's it's something to it? You know, obviously it has to be something to it, but what are your beliefs in there? Mm -hmm. Well, I definitely, I believe that there's something, you know, we all want to know. What happens when we die? Do, does, do we carry on? Do we, you know, go to a better place? Do we become a ghost? And I, I think something happens, but I can't really say what it is. You know, I don't really claim to know because, um, you know, I can have ideas and theories. And to me, you know, from a scientific standpoint, if you go on the theory that energy can be converted between, you know, electrical to mechanical to chemical types of energy... But energy can't be destroyed, meaning all this electricity in our bodies, when we die, that goes away. 
but it's not destroyed, so what happens? And um, I do think, you know, there are a lot of theories like the stone tape theory, which basically says that energy can be stored in wood and uh, in stone. And so places like that, you know, if there's a murder committed and your blood gets on the stone, it, it stores that energy. Um, I think that could be possible. I think it could be possible that, you know, you become a ghost or that you do pass over. To me, none of it seems impossible, and science has yet to really discover it. So um, I try not to dismiss anything, and I try not to s preach anything as the ultimate truth either, you know? Right. Right. Isn't it interesting how we can have so much technology, but life itself we don't know very much about. Yes, and it is interesting. And I hope that someday science focuses more on that because I think it's kind of an important question that we all want to know the answer to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. And, you know, we look at it as ghost stories and legends, but it really could be something hmm. higher. Um, it could be something that we have not had that part of our brain opened yet so that we can understand right. or maybe maybe the powers that be feel that we are not ready to understand it because we're not doing all that great with right. everything else we have. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a thought. It's definitely a thought. Definitely a yeah, thought. Yeah. Now, I, I see that um, you, you say for folklore, ghost stories, urban legends. So that, that includes, mm -hmm. of course, the Bigfoot. You know, many people have all kinds of theories on Bigfoot. No one has ever seen mm. a clear picture of Bigfoot, so it makes you wonder how much <laughs> it is a, a urban legend. And, you know, every picture that right. we've ever gotten has always been a fuzzy Bigfoot, so Bigfoot must have an energy mm -hmm. shield around him. So, that <laughs> right. so then nobody can That's take That's a, a theory clear people picture. have. Yeah. Yeah, one theory, actually, and I know you love UFOs, so maybe you'll like this theory, is some people think that Bigfoot actually exists on like a different frequency and like when ufos uncloak themselves bigfoot somehow gets tossed in the mix there because um a lot of the places that i write about like um like i was talking about the bennington triangle and um places where there's high ufo activities there also tends to be a lot of bigfoot sightings that coincide oh. with them which Nobody really has an explanation for, and it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, you know, I have, um, I'm, I'm from Washington State also. I, you know, I mm -hmm. lived there a great many years, and of course, you know, we are notorious for Bigfoot, and, you know, they've yeah. got a couple of, couple of footprints and stuff, but you, I, I kind of believe right. those things because those happened way before media and, you know, that paparazzi yeah. kind of thing. And so the foot, mm -hmm. the foot plaster that they have is of a ginormous foot. It's not a bare foot. People right. in Washington State believe in Bigfoot. They genuinely oh, believe yeah. in Bigfoot or a uh, big bear or something that's big that walks on two legs. And so yeah. it's, it's interesting. I, I remember... I don't know if you remember The Million Dollar Man, but there used to be a show on called The Million Dollar mm -hmm. Man, and it had Bigfoot, but Bigfoot was <laughs> actually an alien. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. And um, there's so <laughs> many theories, and my mom always says, if someone can think it and write it, it's happened. Yeah. Somewhere, it's happened. True. Um, because we don't just have, you know, just like Stephen yeah. King is an alien. He's an alien. There's no <laughs> way that anyone else has ever written the stuff that he's written. 
I, I, I right. up and tried to think of a science fiction movie. I couldn't even begin to think of some of the stuff that man has come up with. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Um, I know. It, it makes you wonder. And, and people laugh. Oh, you hmm. shouldn't believe in this and that. But I've seen too many things to not believe. Yeah, You right. know, way too many things. And, um, and I'm sure... Oh, I was just going to say, I haven't seen many things, but I still believe because to say it's impossible, just it, it's such, you can't really say something's impossible. It's because we don't, you know, we don't know enough yet. So I try, I, I try and be open-minded about it, but uh, sorry to interrupt you. What were you going to say? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> it comes and it goes like a little billboard. It just flaps down. Yeah. yeah, but Brian, uh, we're going to go to a really quick break, and then we'll come okay. back again, okay? Sounds awesome.
There was a time when I lost faith in myself I forgot the essence of life and reality itself Nothing seemed real, life did not make sense I had to fake a smile, it wasn't hard to pretend No, I was not okay, I wouldn't say what was eating me up inside the end of each day And a voice inside my head is just screaming out loud Don't lose your faith, cause you gotta be stronger now And just when things don't turn out to be the way they should be It doesn't mean that you live in misery Life can be harsh, life can be hard Life can be a gamble that left us without luck Sometimes words are hard to understand Sometimes things just slip away from my hands I had to stay strong, I had lost my faith my life wasn't over, I was blessed with another day And a voice inside my head is just screaming out loud Don't lose your faith, cause you gotta be stronger now And just when things don't turn out to be the way they should be It doesn't mean that you live in misery You just don't want to blend in. But is there enough time in the day to keep yourself looking good? Um, of course there is. Lessons. But I am behind in work because I never listen anymore. Girl, you need this. What's this? It's Pucker's lip gloss. What's Pucker's? Pucker's lip gloss is only the best lip gloss to hit stores. With its different flavours and colours, Pucker's makes it hard for you to be the same as everyone else. Wow, this lip gloss is great. KYBN, Bay Area's best in R&B, jazz, gospel talk and more.
And welcome back to Just Chat with Bree and Brian from GhostQuest.net. We're talking paranormal. We're talking ghost stories, urban legends, and all that good stuff. Brian has a website. He has books, and he has YouTube. So, Brian, before we finish, can you give your website information one more time? Sure I can, yes. So it's ghostquest.net. And uh, on my website, you'll, you'll see a contact button. Uh, you can send me an email, or if you scroll down, you'll see links to my Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. I even have a Reddit uh, where people can post their own stories. Um, and then you can also get me on YouTube uh, at youtube.com slash ghostquestusa. Awesome. Now, I notice you have an interactive map, and you can click on the map yep. and go to any city in that state. That is so awesome, and I know it had to take a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the best features, I think, is when you click on haunted locations, it gives you a map, and you can click on your state. And um, I plan to go a little further into that and uh, go deeper, but right now I'm writing the the kind of overview for each location, but eventually I'll have it so that you can click on each city and, and all that stuff. So there's a lot of work in progress here, but uh, yeah, it's I got big plans for it. Well, that is simply an awesome map because you know I clicked on Arizona, so I could see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I could see, yeah. and I live in Sierra Vista, and I know exactly mm-hmm. the places and locations. And I clicked on Tombstone because I'm right by Tombstone. And all of the places that you have on there definitely, definitely have stories behind them, especially Tombstone. You had Fort Huachuca on there, and that is very well known in this area. People talk about it a lot. So I will make sure that listeners know that I personally went to that map, and I clicked on things that (laughs) I know that people have talked about. Yeah, you have the whole map on there. You click on there, pulls up each state with their cities in alphabetical order. So mm-hmm. I, I tip my hat to you because I know that had to take a long time for you to do. Thank you. Yes, it did. Honestly, uh, it's been about five years, and um, I pretty much do this like it's my day job, five days a week, eight hours a day. Every once in a while, I slack here and there. But, um, yeah, for the most part, it's just been hours and hours um, so I appreciate that, and thank you, uh, because, you know, it, it, for a long time it felt like, you know, nobody really was noticing, but, um, you know, now hopefully um, people are, are starting to use it a little bit more, and uh, I'm taking suggestions for new features and new things that people are interested in, so it's going to be something I keep adding to over the years. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going through Twitter, and I mm-hmm. was like, Ghost, Ghost Quest, oh, I've got to talk to him. <laughs> and I was yes. like, oh, my goodness, oh, my goodness, I hope he answers me. Because, I, you know, yes. I went through a lot of the different things, and I thought, man, this is so interesting. And I'm a big mm-hmm. um, ghost story, urban legend kind of person, and I always believe mm-hmm. that if it's been said, it's been done. So mm. I thought that was so interesting, and I'm so delighted and tickled that you – took out the time to come and talk to me. So is there, is yeah. there anything that you want to tell the listeners about what you do or just anything? You want to get some shout-outs? 
Sure. Well, first off, thank you so much for reaching out to me. Um, I absolutely love it when people reach out to me, send me messages on social media, or even suggest places that I can add to my database is awesome. So thank you for having me on here. Yeah, let me, let me say, um, you know, uh, check out my website. It's ghostquest.net. And uh, even if you're not into ghosts, if you like history or like maybe want to learn about the area around you, um, it's a great website for that. Like, I'm from New Hampshire. I remember when I first started learning that, you know, some of the places that I would drive by on the way to work every day had a ghost story attached to them. Earlier in, in my life, I was a skeptic, and I still am skeptical, but, um, you know, I was a complete, you know, non-believer in ghosts, but the stories are still interesting, and it says a lot about our culture and where we came from, and a lot of the folklore is related to, you know, like I was talking about, like the Salem witch trials, and when we, when we settled America, and um, a lot of, you know, kind of this history that isn't, isn't exactly pretty, but it is interesting. And, um, you know, whatever, you know, if you travel, uh, I kind of advertise it as a travel guide for people who, you know, want to go to these places. But yeah, I think um, there's a little bit of something for everybody. If you're from Michigan or Massachusetts or New York, uh, definitely check out my book, uh, my books, sorry, The Folklore and Haunted Locations Guide uh, for those states uh, on Amazon. You'll definitely like them. That is so cool. I'm going to have to look at that because, you know, whenever I go someplace, I always Google mm. to see what's there. I yeah. try to go in like the Alamo in, in San Antonio. You know, they have right. an Alamo and they have that big hotel across the street that's supposedly really haunted. I, uh -huh. I always, I, now I'm, I don't, Go to stay in the hotels because I'm I'm not that brave of a person, but <laughs> but I do go to the places and you know I've been to Dachau in Germany and that was eerie. Oh, that was just really wow. eerie. Um, you know it's been so many years ago and yet Gosh. the smell there's still a smell there and and it's just Ugh. a feeling and you know I it got makes chills you shiver. right now. Yeah, I have know, chills right now. Jeez. Yeah, it, and it does that. And if you're there in person, my biggest fear was like, oh, my gosh, someone's going to follow me home, you know. But I've, I've been places. I've, right. um, I, I Googled it on your map, and it's not there, so it might be some, something you want to put on there. There's a cathedral in Santa mm -hmm. Fe that has the winding staircase okay. um, that uh, no one knows where the wood came from or who built the staircase. And I took a picture there next to the staircase, and I had a ghost in my picture. Mm -hmm. I still have the picture. And everyone was taking oh, wow. pictures, and I'm the only one that had a ghost in it. And they were like, look at your picture. And I was like, oh, my gosh. The ghost and I, I kept turning around. Yeah, and it was a full silhouette, a full silhouette wow. in, in the picture. And so, yeah, I believe in, mm -hmm. in, in things like this. And I don't, I don't think it's silly at all. I, I think it's fascinating, and I think yeah. it's something that one day we're going to know more about, but I just don't think we're ready for it yet. We, we can't even handle True. aliens, so I don't think we're ready for it yet, but one day. Right. And, you know, Brian, I'm hoping that you can come by and be a regular because I love talking stuff like this. It's been such a Definitely. joy to have you. Yeah, Goodness. I'm always happy to chat, and, um, yeah, we can talk about anything, uh, you know, ghosts and goblins and... UFOs, uh, anything. Uh, yeah, I'm happy to chat anytime. 
Well, I'm definitely going to do some Googling and research, and then I'm going to call you up so we can discuss it. I can get your take on awesome. it. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Mr. I, I want you to take a few minutes and go to GhostQuest. Is GhostQuest.net, right? Yep, .net, yep. Yep, and, and check out some of Brian's things. They're really interesting. It caught my eye enough for me to reach out to him to see if we could talk. And I'm hoping that we're going to get to mm-hmm. talk more. I like this. Same here. It's a fun, fun show today. And I thank you yes. so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. And, yeah, I hope, I hope we get to chat again. Oh, yeah, most definitely. You got my favorite topic. Ghost. <laughs> no, this is my favorite topic too. What a coincidence. <laughs> okay. Well, listeners, we thank Brian for coming and joining us today. Go check out his website, ghostquest.net. Get his books and then start visiting those places and send him more information. There's tons more for him to get. So we will... Yes. Um, sign off for the day and listeners I will see you tomorrow again Brian thank you so much thank you Bree great chatting with you Soul, salsa and jazz artist Amaryllis, the Latin Phoenix, is pleased to present a labor of musical love and a dream come true through her new single titled Meet Me on the Moon from the new forthcoming album Midnight Lover's Sun. Find Amaryllis at thelatinphoenix.com. The new single, Meet Me on the Moon, available on Amazon, iTunes, and CD Baby. Also from other music outlets. Available now.
girls on their time To bring your sexy body Close to mine Oh baby I wanna touch you I wanna feel you I wanna do The things to please you Do you know what I mean? I need you baby Things you 
This is DJ Tom Y, formerly of Orlando Police Department. Just giving a quick public service announcement out to all you listeners. If you ever do get stopped by the police, here's a couple things you need to do. Slowly pull over to the side of the road. If it is nighttime, turn your interior lights on. Place your hands up on the steering wheel. Do not make any sudden moves. Don't reach for your wallet. Don't reach for your registration. Wait for the officer's instructions. And if you are carrying a weapon, if you have a concealed weapons permit, please inform that officer you do have a weapon. But please keep your hands on the steering wheel at all times and wait for further instructions. This is a public service announcement brought to you from Captain Company. No! 